Blog Talk Radio. Legal Management Talk, official podcast of the Association of Legal Administrators. I'm your host, Christina Vragovich. Joining the podcast today is Christine Sexter, president of WorkWise Productions and Fine Train Keep Great Employees. Christine will be presenting two sessions at ALA's upcoming Human Resources Conference for Legal Professionals, February 18th through 20th in Orlando, Florida. And she's here today to give us a little preview of her session, Where to Put Your Recruiting Dollars, the Top Five Undisputed Sources for Finding Right Fit Employees. Welcome, Christine. Well, hello, and thank you again for having me. Now, before we begin, tell us a little bit bit about your background and your current work. Well, since 1998, my firm, WorkWise Productions, and I have been partnering with employers of all sizes, uh, to create award-winning workplace cultures. Uh, These are the type of cultures that drive profitability and in which applicants are literally lined up outside your firm's doors to apply to work for you. In the last 10 years, I've had the wonderful honor of serving many ALA members in their local, regional, and annual conferences, and I'm so honored and excited to be returning to your Human Resource Convention coming up here on February 18th through 20th. Well, thank you so much. Um, Now, recruiting and hiring, our topic for today, it's one of the areas where technology has made so many changes to the process, but in many ways it remains manual, and time-intensive. You say recruiting can be an almost self-sustaining process. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I ask our clients and audiences to look at recruitment of right-fit talent uh, in a manner similar to how they, they acquire clients. In some ways, client acquisition and talent acquisition adhere to the same philosophies. So in some senses, it's a lot like marketing. So your firm would go out and target certain types of clients for whom your partners and other attorneys have certain specialties in, and I would recommend that you as a firm would do the same in finding right fit talent. So it still is about that marriage, and I do like a marital metaphor here in making sure that we are looking for a very specific type of person that fits our culture to go into the right position for the right reason at the right time with the right manager. So it's very relationship-driven, and it's very referral-driven, similar to how you would acquire clients. So while technology has aided us in marketing and attracting right-fit clients, technology has also aided us in attracting and finding and acquiring right-fit talent, but it really still comes down to that relationship of the people and the work that they do together on a day-to-day basis. So another area where things have seemed to stay the same for a long time is in recruiting ads and job descriptions. We've all read job descriptions that make our heads hurt. What are some ways you'd like to see organizations change the way they write these ads? 
That is such a great question, and I'm so glad you asked that because I see so many clients and audience members make this mistake in that they go back to that old-fashioned, as you said, make-our-head-hurt type of recruiting ad that literally will have people's heads spinning or eyes glazing over. Again, go back to the marketing dynamic in that you have only so much time to capture the interest of the reader, and you want to make sure that you understand that right now, particularly in some positions within the firm, you need that candidate more than they need you. They may be able to put themselves in a position in a job search where they're getting three, four, five offers from other firms. So what is it that we are going to do as a firm to be the law firm of choice for these candidates? So you have to, just as you sell your services to certain clients, I need you selling your positions and careers to right-fit candidates. So drop the old rhetoric where you would put into a recruiting ad that the, the ideal candidate must have, you know, must have underlined or bolded mm-hmm. um, so much education, so much experience, so many years doing this, so much that. Um, you really are not in a position, essentially, to be dictating out to the market what you expect from those candidates. I recommend that you write very, much more candidate-focused recruiting ads. So, for example, I would suggest that you write something similar to the, what, the top ten reasons to work at your firm. Be a little bit lighthearted, even. David Letterman-esque. The top ten reasons to work for our law, law firm are the benefits in working, and I mean these literally and figuratively, the benefits in working for our law firm are our current employees currently enjoy and then list some of the reasons why people stay. And if you're at a loss for content on how to write that, go and ask your employees. Say, why do you work here? Why do you stay here? What do you love most about working here? Um, And write it in a compelling, almost titillating manner that the the right-fit candidate can identify themselves and say, you know what, that looks like the kind of place that I would fit in, or that looks like the kind of opportunity that I want to explore more of. So it's more about marketing outward to the candidates now. Again, similar to the way you market outward to the right clients. So that's a big change. Um, You know, one of the tips I would say is to write the ad like a day in the life, Christina. So almost Mm -hmm. make it like a story where a typical day for you upon um, coming through the 123-year-old historical building that we work in doors each day, um, that you'll find that you will have, it will be placed in a beautiful cubicle environment, and then you can even make a joke, yes, yes, it is cubicles, but it's really beautiful. See pictures, click here. Um, And Uh you'll spend most of your day doing this and this. and And so you literally can give a story or a visual picture in the mind of the reader as to what would it be like to spend a day at your firm. I found that to be very, very powerful. I'll be sharing that concept and some examples in my workshops coming up here in Orlando. Um, mm-hmm. So for people that attend, they'll literally have a template on how to write that very compelling recruiting ad to which I'm referring. Excellent. Well, do you have any final tips? You've you've kind of touched on this a little bit, but any final tips for sort of infusing that sense of cultural fit into a written job ad where um, even if even if a candidate maybe isn't as 
attracted to, you know, the the physical building or the the space or um how do you get across what the people are like who they would be working with? Well, this or is the where technology of the firm. This is where technology can aid an organization. Um by using things such as video clips where you can have two to three of your current employees, and I would pick varying levels of tenure. Maybe take someone who's worked at the firm a really long time. Maybe someone who's worked at the firm not such a long time. And using no more than 10 to 15-second videos in length, um, have that current employee, real-life employee, say why they love working there um, so that people can then click on that and they can say, well, this is a real person. This is not somebody we've hired from a modeling agency or an advertising agency or bought through stock video, um, and then click on that. And then people can then begin to actually meet digitally people that already work there. I also would recommend um, infusing that day-in-the-life concept in that type of ad as well. And then lastly, making sure that you share with potential applicants what your either mission or vision statements are. If you don't have one, now's the time to bring it truly back to life and make it a real, living, breathing touchstone of the values that are represented by that firm. Uh, a lot of my audience is it's, there's generational differences when we talk about these things. And I found that back in the 80s for the baby boomers in the audiences, you know, that was that whole concept of vision, mission, value statements was kind of just a paradigm that came up that you had to have one and it was on our letterhead and it was on a plaque in the waiting room. And it really wasn't anything that had any real value or tone. Nowadays, you'll find when you look at award-winning legal firms that win awards for being great places to work, you'll find that the foundation of the culture is built on an unwavering, unchangeable commitment to some form of core values and that all decisions are made based on those core values. And partners particularly have these values exuding through their pores. And this is what causes a culture to elevate itself to one where it develops into to an award-winning culture and people want to work there. So using, so to recap on your question on how to really show what a culture is like so that people can identify if they're right fit, is one, do use technology, um, have it interactive, use video to have current employees talk about it. Second thing is, is making sure that you're, firm really does rest on unwavering values and that you market those outward and that you live those inside. Don't let that just be rhetoric. If it is, you'll find candidates will see that's a farce very quickly and you'll have turnover. Um, Mm -hmm. And literally coming out and saying to people that this is our culture. Um, You know, we do work 52 hours a week on average. We do... um, put internal teamwork as one of the most important aspects that we do really feel as though that, uh, yes, we are client-driven, but we also are internal customer-driven, things of that nature. And you can even say, do not apply, even try, don't even try and apply if you don't feel as though you could commit to these values. Well, you've given us a fascinating look into your session. Thank you, Christine. Is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know about what to expect from your sessions at the conference? You've got this recruiting session and one other. Yes, I will tell you that um, I am so honored, and I'd like to share this with your listeners, so honored by 
the record level of attendance that my sessions seem to get and the record-breaking level of positive evaluations that it's because of them that, that I've been asked to come back repeatedly to so many ALA events. And what I know is the reason that this happens is because my sessions are renowned for being super high energy, highly interactive. Uh, our audiences, my audiences, play a very big role in sharing their own ideas that make the content of my sessions come to life. So it's not just me up there talking like a college professor. It's it's fun. It's interactive. There's a lot of energy. Um, but the one thing that I know that drives so many people back to my sessions over and over again are my solution-filled workbooks that you won't have to sit there and take copious notes to gather applicable ideas on how to implement the solutions I present. I literally present it in a way where people can leave the conference, go back to work, and know exactly where they need to start on what step in the material to achieve the results that I share in the session. So lots of content and always solution-filled in a fun, high-energy environment. And I hope to see all the people that have ever attended my sessions all around the world meet me in Orlando on February 19th. Both of my sessions will be on the 19th. Uh, can't wait to see everyone again. Well, we can't wait to have you. Thank you so much for coming in and talking with us today, and thank you to our listeners and subscribers out there. Again, our guest, Christine Sexter, will be speaking at ALA's Human Resources Conference for Legal Professionals coming up in February. Visit alanet.org slash hr for more details and to register. That's alanet.org slash hr. And for more information about any of ALA's education, events, and member services, please visit alanet.org. Until next time. <laughs>